in by Kulusevski. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Up the Spurs podcast. My name is Cooper, and I am joined by my good friend, Zach. Zach, what up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Kind of rolling off a high after the after the uh, the big win. Ange Ball is well and truly alive. Yeah, uh, feels weird to be feeling good about Spurs again, but we're here and uh, living the dream. It's a rare occurrence to feel good about Spurs, especially... I don't know why, but whenever we go and play a top six team, either home or away, I always like hate watching the game. I don't know about you, but with like the Arsenal and Chelsea matches, I can't. Oh, those watch. are well, especially especially the Arsenal matches. That's just yeah, yeah. There's something about it. Just the the nerves. Yeah, it, you don't even look forward to them. They're just nerve wracking. Oh yeah, for real. Especially, I don't know why I always get that with Liverpool away. I always think like oh, we're going to no get way. cursed. Yeah, I, you're just waiting for Liverpool, especially you're just waiting for the moment that's like, OK, the footballing gods are laughing at us because exactly. like it's just we get so unlucky. So oh, I love the I think it was a compilation of all the last minute goals at Anfield before uh, the last match we had there. And there was yeah. like three or four and it was ridiculous just how yep. the ball would go in. And then we lost four, three. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. was really hard to watch. Oh my God. That being said, we're off to a flyer. We're, we look good. It's, I, I hate to say it. Um, this is going to sound really drastic, but I think it's the most connected I've been with Spurs since the Lucas Mora goal in mm. against Ajax. Like, yeah. Yeah, it just there's it's it's so weird. If you would have taken a look at our club from the outside, or I guess even just from the inside, or maybe just ask ourselves a few months ago, like, hey, um, we're gonna sell Harry Kane and we're gonna roll on the season with Richie, and like we're I mean, I don't know. It just you would have thought that the atmosphere and just the overall vibe of the club would have just been down in the trenches but i think not that kane leaving is a positive because you know it's he's incredible but it almost kind of feels like he's no longer that front man for spurs and instead it's all on big Ange, and and he's just so we're trying to say uh i guess the way he talks about it it's just so calming and gets you so excited for what's to come. So up the big Ange. Yeah, he's got us all feeling good. Yeah, he really does. The vibes are absolutely immaculate. Mm-hmm. And I say that like a Gen Zer, even though I'm not. But the <laughs> vibes are off the chain, my friend. And you bring up a really good point about Kane. I think you have you read about the Ewing theory? Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, Man, it's it, it, for crazy. Any, for anyone that doesn't know, it's where a a player uh, on a team can lead that team to uh, a lot of victories, but no true success. And then once that player leaves, only can the team actually fulfill its potential. I mean, I think the Ewing theory is a good way to put it. I think sacrificial lamb is also a really good way to put it. And I think up until maybe a 
yesterday, I would say Kane was a sacrificial lamb for us, but he unfollowed us on Twitter. He un- unfollowed Tottenham Hotspur. So I, uh, I, I don't want to say anything. I'm trying to be nice to our record goal scorer, but I'm glad he's gone. I'm, I'm really glad he's gone. It takes pressure off. Expectations are down. I, I really feel like we're going to be a lot better of a team without him, but I know that's very easy to say now that we look good after he's gone. Yeah, I mean the the moment the moment that we like let's say Richie or one of our forwards misses 12 chances and can't finish their dinner and one of our defenders or midfielders doesn't pull us out with a goal, then we're going to be like back in the oh man, you know, if only Kane was here. But yeah. but I, I do get what you're saying. It just it it feels like that pressure is kind of off, which you know, I I see some people have said that and then other people online are being like, well, if you're a big club, that pressure is always there, regardless if you're, you know, he's there or not. But I think it kind of suits us running that underdog kind of theme. You know, that's when we were at our best is when, you know, Potch was a young up and coming manager. We had a very young team. No one really thought that we were going to, you know, go that far. And then we just did it. We didn't get across that finish line overall for success and trophies, but that's kind of when we were at our peak, at least in recent years. And it kind of feels like we're heading back towards that, you know, riding that under underdog slowly uh, but surely. fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. So well, nice you know why you know why we didn't get it across the line, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because Potch is a fraud. Oh exactly. I, I, I thought you were Kane. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. they're both bottlers. They're yeah, exactly. Absolute bottle jobs. It's yeah. Honestly, this club is so much better without both of those absolute <laughs> bottle job frauds. I'm glad you're not like coping or anything. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big match against Manchester United uh, last weekend. We're a little late on recording, but because I feel like all the pods come out on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. We, we don't really care, to be honest. And, and here we are. It's uh, it's, it's coming currently out currently Wednesday. Oh, yeah. It's going to come us. out on a Thursday morning. People are going to be like, everyone's oh. ready for the next game. And they're like, oh, yeah, these guys are. Days behind. We should start reviewing matches like the week before. Be like, man, Bournemouth, what a fantastic match. Ah, Get ahead goal. of the curve. Yeah, just yeah. say very general things that make it yeah, sound. Yeah, absolutely. Some people might be happy with this result. Some people might not be. I thought we played well, but sometimes we didn't. Like, just. Yeah, we but we never actually say the result. We just oh, exactly. kind of exactly. skirt around it. That yeah. sounds beautiful. That sounds like a beautiful pod. Uh, no, Manchester United at home. It was the home opener for Spurs and the crowd was absolutely insane coming from the TV here in America. I think, was it Peter Drury on comms? I can't remember. Yeah. But he just was like, Oh my God, 30 seconds in. He was like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. And it really felt like that. It really felt like we have something to fight for. We're not just going to roll over this season and have it be a rebuilding year, but we're, like we're two games in to the season and like Ange ball is like, I don't want to say it's in full effect yet. Cause it's no. not, but it's getting there and we look good. We look really, really good. That being said, I know there's going to be many matches where we concede a lot, but not thinking about that right now. Starting 11 was, uh, I don't know if we should, should we call him big Dick Vic or should we call him venom? Vicario? Like what do you want to call I mean, him? 
I mean, we, you know, us here in the Up the Spurs pod do like rolling with the big dick um, analogy, but you know, he does he does come with the nickname Venom. I I don't know. It's up to I I think on the last pod you called him Big Dick Vic. So yeah, probably we'll call him either- Fetid. Fettuccine Vicario. How about that? <laughs> Every single pod, we're just going to come up with a different nickname for Vicario. Um, we're never going to mention his name once. Okay. And, yeah. and we're just going to starting a goal this week was, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Vespucci uh, Vicario. Vespucci. Yeah. There we go. Vespucci. That's, that's okay. a nice Italian. We're just going to throw some random Italian. Yeah. yeah it'll be great. great. We're like six minutes into recording this. And we haven't even fucking scored the game. <laughs> Oh, the vibes. They're immaculate. The vibes are here. The vibe, we're here. This is what happens when Ian's not here. Ian keeps us on track, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, no, um, Vespucci, Vicario in goal. On the right, Poro coming in for Royale. Uh, Romero, Vandeven, Udogi. And then Basuma, Sar coming in for Skip, Madison. And then Kulu, Richie, and Son up top. I felt... I was really happy with this lineup. I think it was the best we could have put out. It are are you similar or you're like, ah, no, I wish we had played blank. No, um, that's pretty much uh pretty much it. Like I'm very content. Um yeah, I, I'm trying to think if there's any I don't think I would have changed really much of anything. I mean, SAR, yeah, was fantastic. I I'm very happy overall. Yeah, I I do wonder, it, it kind of seems like that midfield is set up in, I'm going to sound like a tactician for a second, where you have a six, an eight that's a box-to-box, and then a 10, which yeah. being that playmaker, I don't think we'll ever see Geo and Madison play together. Yeah, um, that that was kind of my only thing is like, I'd like to see Geo get in there somehow, but it's, it's kind of really tough to find a way to make that work just because of all the dirty work that and the tireless running that SAR or anyone else in like that, uh, you know, position would do. Yeah. Um, but like I said, <laughs> SAR, Basuma, Madison, all three of them were superb. So I'm, I'm cool with them just locking it down. Hey, you know, Basuma, SAR and Madison, that like, that's a nice little BDSM acronym. I don't know. Hey, we had desk. Here we are. And now we've got BDSM. I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, no. You know what we really need? Like, we need, imagine if we had, I don't know, like Anthony. Anthony on the the right. Then we'd have ASMR up top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Fork him over for 100 million. Just for the acronym. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Because he is a terrible winger. Let me just say that. Awful. I, I, <laughs> Man, I, he was bad. Is who's worse, Mudrick or Anthony? Like I, I would genuinely, I'd rather have Mudrick. Give me Mudrick any day. I would rather have two hundred million. That's, that's fair. That's, no, that's that's definitely it. No, they're both for less than that. You can get uh, Jeremy Doku, who is on his way to City. Oh my! I'm so jealous. I <laughs> really am. And did you see who they're also targeting now from Wolves? Yeah, yeah, Nunez, right? Yeah. How the hell? Like, oh my gosh, they're, you know, every year I'm like, maybe City falls short, maybe, but no, they go out and sign Kvartil. The thing is, people like with City, like 
they never really make one singular insane stupid money signing like they're not spending 115 million on like a Caicedo or something but they're bringing in like consistent 50 60 million players you know and and just throwing oh, yeah. them into that already stacked team and it's just yeah. it's crazy oh my gosh could you imagine if they well first off i don't even think Caicedo is worth 150 ah, no. i don't even want to get into that right now uh, we're still on man united the game yeah, i know for real i'm sorry <laughs> uh no, um, team performance. It was all right in the first half. Uh, I, I absolutely hate the man. I think Bruno Fernandez is the most punchable face in the EPL. Uh, him or Ben White for me. I just want to mm. sock him mm-hmm. to be or Mason Mount. Like those three kind of like, oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, most punchable face for you. Who is it? Oh, I definitely think Bruno is up there. I'm trying to think, man. I'm going to ponder on this. I I, I I think it's probably Bruno, but back in the day, it used to be Costa, Diego Costa for me. Oh, God. I, there yeah. was just just something like you could tell he was just, just so shit. smug. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think, know. you know, that's a good shot. Martinelli for me as well. Like, I, yeah, there's something weird, but I'd feel kind of weird hitting him. Like, <laughs> not that. I'm gonna dig myself a hole here. Well, he no, time, looks... time, 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 time. I'm, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna save you. Yeah. How old is Martin now? Yeah, yeah. That's what we need to know. He's 22. Sock that okay, kid. Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah, you're enough, hitting. Like you know who doesn't have a punchable face? Sar. Hmm. Couldn't hit Sar. Like honestly. No. Oh my god. Kids just no, too sweet. Couldn't. No. Absolutely. He. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Him god. throwing off mountain too. I don't know. We're, I'm getting so distracted. This is awful. Yeah. This is <laughs> we're we're all over the place. Terrible. Vi- the vibes are here. This is what Angeball does. We can't we can't think straight. I, I said to Zach before the pod began, I was like, yeah, it's quick and dirty. And I'm like, we're 20 minutes in. I haven't even mentioned the score. No goals or anything. <laughs> no, nothing about like the performances or anything. Yeah, we'll just call this episode like <laughs> tangents or something like that. Uh, no, yeah. Bruno Fernandez, his Rabona cross to Rashford mm. was absolutely insane. It was, I kind of wanted it to go in, to be honest. Yeah. Just for it to be pulled back for offside. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah. But. Yep. No, no, man, you had some chances in the first half. We looked we looked all right. I don't think we looked amazing. Uh second half is kind of where we turned it on. It was it was so beautiful to watch Udogi, Poro, Madison just grab the ball from Arthur and drive forward. Like Yeah. First off, I think I I think I'm right in saying that. Udogi is going to be like four times the player Danny Rose was. I really feel like I know it sounds really bad. Danny Rose was just so athletic and 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 great at busting up and down that wing. But I just feel like Udogi's got that bit about him, especially in that final third, because yeah. that was the thing about Danny Rose. Like he was a fantastic athlete, tireless runner, everything that you could want. But just in that final third, he. He didn't really get yeah. too many assists, it felt like. I feel like Udogi, also, just with his stature, um, he got yeah. into himself into some really good positions to that he, he could have scored. Yeah. No, he's – I'm trying to find out his height. I think he's like 6'1 or 6'2, right? Yeah, he, I, th- I thought he was like – I thought he was 6 or 6'1. Um, Let me find this. But, out. yeah. 
He's six two. Like the dude is six two. Jeez, built, and he's twenty. Yeah, he's twenty, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same How with Sar. Sar. Uh, Sar is. Uh, Papi Matar. six one. Oh my god. Six one. Yeah. I don't know why. Like yeah. six one for a center midfielder. Like, ah, uh, feels good. Wait, time out. If you well, especially, so especially, yeah, oh, especially with six, like two. yeah, six two. But like Sar, especially, he's got that. He's got really long legs. Like yeah. you can still be like six two, six one, and like have like a little bit longer torso. Sar has those long, long legs, and it just I feel like it helps him get into that stride and almost like exerts less energy because he's just taking such big steps. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm really nitpicky there, but yeah, he just oh God, what a player. Can you imagine like? Sar after he's had two or three years of like bulking up like people always threw out the whole uh like Yaya Toure the comparisons yeah and I really feel yeah. like he's going to be oh man just give him like 15 more pounds of muscle and the kid's gonna be a fucking oh, I, does he need the muscle like I think he's... so I think so just a little maybe, bit. Maybe maybe just a little bit. I just I wouldn't want to see him lose that bit of stride. Um I don't know. I don't know. But we're what? We're fucking talking about the fitness of a 20-year-old Senegalese man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, time out. Time out. Let's bring it back. Uh no, no, no. Second half it was great. I thought we fully yeah. deserved uh the first goal. I thought it was a great finish by Sar. First goal in the prem for oh him. Oh my god. On his third yeah. start, he's only started yeah. three games for us. Insane. Yeah, that's crazy. And I thought it was a great combo. Uh, moving up from Poro to Kulu and then to Sar at the end of it. I, it did Kulu get the assist for it? I I don't think he did. I don't did. think so. Oh, man, that's I don't brutal. think so. I feel like he um, kind of deserved it. <laughs> I kind of was after the game. I was watching like some of the analysis and everyone like breaking down the goal. And man, just like Sar reads that run from so deep and you just see him like he he quite literally runs past all three of their midfielders and not a single one of them decided to pick him up um really good run by him but also like united that is poor on them um because someone should have picked him up but i'm glad they didn't yeah uh a uh, quick little stat opening game at Brentford saw Spurs record 31 sequences with nine passes or more. That is more than any game last season for Tottenham. I, I think that just shows the tactics kind of coming together uh, from an Ange perspective. That being said, moving on to like the last, I want to say 20 minutes of the match, I think we scored what, like 58th minute, something like that. And then there was that 20 to 25 minute period where I didn't ever think they were going to attack. Felt like we just possessed yeah. it out and let it ride. Like, I mean, yeah. Were you worried at all or like what was going through your head? I mean, the thing is, I so I kind of I worked during the game, so I kind of had to watch it back through but already knowing the score, uh, but watching it back, even so, yeah, they just United completely fell off in that yeah. second half. Um, 
kind of like just looked like they got tired or just the fitness maybe wasn't there yeah. or something. They just weren't able to, to keep up. Um, and yeah, I just didn't really feel at threat in yeah. that second half. I think um, the, the biggest threat for me about Man U was always Rashford. Mm-hmm. And after and he, he did not look good playing through the middle. And no, you can he tell terrible. You can tell he does not want to be there. He wants to be on the left wing. Um, so I think maybe when United get a little bit more about them and maybe like we start to see Hoyland or some other like striker yeah. start and Rashford's maybe more comfortable off the left, maybe then they'll start doing something. But yeah, it just I didn't feel that threatened by him. You think Ten Hag is here come December? January. I was thinking about that, man. Uh, I think that's too soon. Personally. I think it is too soon. Yeah. It, especially given all that they've, because he came in and did a really good job for them. And I, I, part of me wonders if it's just their fitness or, yeah. but I don't know. Something just isn't gelling there, but to be fair, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's a decent player at best, but if you're looking at the transfer market and you're like, I want Mason Mount. He's yeah. my guy. Something about that just like worries me because I'm like, he's not all that. He's mm-hmm. just, he, he's never really been a player who really impresses me that much. Sure, he'll have good moments here and there, but I, I think those goals, I think maybe sometimes his his goals and assists kind of stat pad him a little bit and make him look a bit better than he is. And so, especially in a role like this where he's kind of, he's kind of playing a little bit deeper. Um, but I don't know. It's I just don't know if he's going to be that guy for United. I don't. And that that number seven's a heavy, heavy number. Yeah. There's there's that curse with that number seven, like Di Maria, Falcao. Yeah. Have no Falcao didn't have it. I don't think. I don't think so. But I I just I don't understand how you pay sixty seventy million for Mason Mount and then not utilize him correctly. I. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know what? It's two games into the season. Not my monkey, not my circus, uh, yeah. as my boss always says, uh, based on Man U. But <laughs> standout performers from this match, I've got three in mind. I'm just kind of going to rattle them off. Uh, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. First off, Pape Matar-Sar. I think how he didn't play more under Conte and how he didn't start after the Milan match with skip doesn't make sense to me uh secondly being the honestly i think top five nah top six center midfielder in 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 the league right now basuma i he's just he's, he's I, so good the fact that you get him for a fourth of what Caicedo's going for like half of what Robin's i don't know going. how we did that how did we get that price from brighton I can tell you sexual misconduct charges that I were su- washed away. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's something to take it. You have a year left on his contract too. You're left on his contract. I think at the what, time. Did he, did he only have a year? I thought he had more than that. Maybe he only uh, had a year. I think he had a year too. Um, I'll tell you what, we'll do some Googling. Yeah. Uh, Why not? Right in contract. I don't know. I always felt like it was a year. Uh, wow. He's only on a four year deal right now kind of crazy hmm. um tell you what i'm not gonna be able to 
fineness. That's 100%. fine. Um, but so you had Sar, Basuma. Who was your other one? And then last was uh, Vicario. I thought mm-hmm. he looked assured when I think Anthony played a ball through to Rashford uh, in the first half around like the 20, 25th minute mark, came out and had a great save uh, on a one-on-one with Rashford. He felt really composed on the ball. I took some stats, six saves and 92% pass accuracy. He was 34 for 37 from passing. I will uh, cut off my hand if Loris had stats anywhere near that passing wise ever in his career. Um, hey, no yeah. hit on the legend, but yeah. Other than other than those three, is there anyone that you think? Oh well, we're missing, you know, missing I, someone. I, well, I don't know if we're thinking of the same person because there was a lot of performances that were, you know, really good. Um, so you said uh you said Vicario, you said Basuma and Sar. I think I think Pedro Poro deserves a shout. Yeah. I thought I think there were a lot of questions about his defensive capabilities. And while in the I think there was a like a moment or two in the first half that like were a little bit dodgy, but after that, like he was just so solid. Yeah. And that shot could have cracked, you know, the crossbar. It was I just, wanted that to it go was, in so bad. Oh, me too. And I just think I I've been on his team <laughs> for quite some time. Um, I I respect everything Emerson Royale does. I just think Pedro has more to his game, and if he can keep up those solid defensive performances, I I think it's his spot. Um, but I they're probably going to rotate depending on you know the yeah. needs coming up. And I also think like Royal starting the first match, and now Poro starting the second. Ange talked about in the pre. Uh, pre-match interview about Poro and Sar working the hardest in training, mm. like working very yeah, hard. I saw, I saw about that. And it's nice to see that effort in training is rewarded, which is complete opposite to what Mourinho and Conte uh, were all about. Um, no, I think Poro is a great shout. I also had down Sun. I think yeah. I, I'm still a little iffy of him on the left wing. I, I think I've realized that he's on the left wing because like we need to a stretch stretch the field and such but he has that thread of cutting in. I think he's still figuring it out but quick stats he's got four key passes this match and he was 6 for 8 on ground duels. I mm. can't remember the last time I saw Sonny win a tackle outside of that match. No. So props to him. I think he's doing whatever needs to be done, and I'm really happy for it. I think we're better with him uh, on the field, but I'd love to see like Solomon start a match or something like that, just to see that kind of difference uh, going forward. Sonny did move into a striker role after Richie came off, and I, I really wanted to work for Richie don't know if it is going to i think he thrives on being in a team where he touches the ball a lot and in an and system it's like hey you get two chances a game as that striker two three chances maybe and you got to take him i thought richie had probably three or four where he was really set up to like have a rebound or something like that there there was that one off the crossbar (laughs) 
Um, yeah. That he was just like an inch away from. To be fair, it was like really quick reflexes um, to even because he kind of like threw himself in the air trying to get onto it. Um, I think uh, and maybe I'm a bit more of an apologist, but I, I think I think these front three just kind of need a little bit more time. Yeah. I think I think Richie can can do it. Um, you know, we've kind of seen it for Brazil in he he's able to play that nine role and play it well. Um, I think once this front three kind of gels more and are able to fashion their own chances for each other, because right now it kind of feels like uh, for a lot of them, it's like, OK, hey, we're going to be on the end of uh, a Madison pass or maybe like a, a Basuma or something like once they're able to like, you know, let's say Decky or something finds Richie in the middle or finds something like it feels like the front three kind of aren't creating for each other quite yet. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe once we get a little bit more time and not to downplay the opposition coming up, um, because who we, we have next born or Bournemouth, is it yep. Bournemouth? Yeah. Bournemouth away. Um, to be fair, I I think they're going to be a much better team than what we've seen um before from them, but on paper should be easier opposition. Um I I, I think Richie and even Decky, um, I think they just need all, all three of them, I should say. I think once they get that goal to them, really get that those juices flowing again, um, get yeah. things hot and heavy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, oh yeah, but, but really get, get it get it pumping. I was gonna say get the Marvin Gaye going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think they they get they get a goal, and I think they're gonna kind of come alive a little bit more. Yeah. And like Ange has said, it's still we're all sitting here raving like, oh my god, Ange Ball is here, and he's actually Ange is been in his conferences been like actually we're like yeah he didn't he didn't put a specific number but we're maybe like 20 percent there oh, like yeah. if if that he's like we're gonna be much much better this is and this so, is the foreplay this is the foreplay right oh now. god he's he i'm telling you he's got us um prepped and ready and we don't know what's coming um but it's it's early days but i think once they kind of start to gel we're gonna be a lot better off and and once that it's that dam, once that dam breaks for one of them, I'm hoping it just keeps on going. That being said, there was a lot of talk about it today. Who takes a penalty if we get it? Who do you throw yeah. on it? I think I, I don't want to say mine yet. I want I want to hear yours first, but I think we're aligned with who. We uh, I think I, I'm between two of them. Um, I think it's probably going to go to Sun. Yeah. simply because he's captain. Um, but Sonny's record isn't the best no. at penalties. To be honest, like I don't I can't tell you off the top of my head what Richie's is. I'm not sure if his is the greatest either, but I, I wonder if I, I almost kind of keep going. I'm gonna find it. I almost kind of think Madison wouldn't be a bad shout. Yeah. Um see he, he's kind of my number two. So but I think just given the captaincy and his experience at Spurs, I, I definitely think the moment that we get a penalty, it's probably going to be Sonny that steps up. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind to see Madison really come to his own. I think whenever the day comes that Sonny leaves, I think Madison is just he is really embodying being yeah. at Spurs. It's kind of crazy. It feels like like I think as a kid he was a united fan but he is just 
man, really embrace this um, this move. And he, he's constantly posting videos of him and his him and his boy um, saying like, oh, tell him I love Spurs, you know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, man, like that's <laughs> he's really wanting his son to be like a huge Spurs fan. So it's like probably I don't know. He just he just seems really invested. And then did you see the mural? That oh, they, beautiful! That they made for his box. Oh my god! Yeah, it's yeah, great. So there was a great question about that. Do you think, like, every senior player gets a box? That's kind of the impression it it gave off, right? Because it, it was like, why would, why would Madison just have a box? I mean, unless I don't know. Nicest way. Do you think Brandon Austin has a box in the Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> Stadium? Yeah, that's fair. I I don't know. I don't Do you know. Think, I think Skippy's is just a white wall like skips probably has a white wall he has like a just a nice table sitting there with a, a butler and a nice pot of tea a kettle always ready just to go i feel like skip just just would like to just sit there and sip some tea and just he's a very proper english man yeah i can totally see that uh <laughs> no i think i think you're right with sunny i think sunny will take it but madison is a good shout madison is six for eight on penalties mm, taken in okay. his career uh, Richie is seven for eight. Okay. Uh, believe it or not. So I think, I think we're set up well. Yeah. Um, was Sonny was like seven for 12, right? Yeah. Son, like Son wasn't, Son wasn't the greatest. I, 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 I thought I saw, I think the problem with Son for me is his run up. It's like runs to the side and then like, yeah, he does a little short steps. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, that's what I just loved about Kane. It was just run up and Pop oh it right my in God, he would he would just smash him too, and it didn't didn't even matter if the keeper guessed the right way. He oh, just yeah, had exactly. so much power that they were and they were perfectly placed in the corner. Yeah, they oh. really were. Now we have to worry about that exactly. I I think penalty wise, I think I'm going to give it to Richarlison. To be honest, yeah. If he's oh man, if he's leading the line, I, I think, think I think it would be wise. I think it would be really good also, like to really give him that goal to get that weight of that first goal replacing Kane off his yeah. shoulders. Yep, yep, yep. I think that would do him the world of good. But also in that same regard, if he misses that penalty, oh, it's 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 it, game. It's done. No though. one no one like he's that's kind of going to be his moment and kind of like Steven Bergwijn's miss versus Liverpool. It's just like okay, that's the moment like it's not going to work. I think we um, bring that up every single every other we do. episode we do because it, it's weird yeah. how just such a small moment like that just felt so powerful yeah oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah um but I, i'm hoping richie gets his goal yeah speaking of speaking of like penalty goals i had the craziest thought and i didn't want to write it down anywhere because i wanted to say it to you and get your honest and genuine reaction oh boy here we go you know who i think would actually cook in this system as the striker like i think he'd actually be fantastic and insane Vincent Jansen. I really Oh my god, yes, bring the king back. I really do, man. Pace, I mean I mean not pace, but like a pressing merchant and just fox in the box. I I honestly think we were 5 years, 4 I was, years too early on him. I was so close <laughs> to sending a tweet about bringing him back. Um where's he at? He's he's in Antwerp. Is it um, yeah, and he was the I top think scorer, he scored. Right? He scored a hat trick or something. I saw the other day, and oh, that's why, Jesus. like, I was going to bring him back. I, I was going to say that tweet. Um, let me see. Was it their last game? Um, 
Oh, mate, he's got four appearances and four goals. Yeah, this season. Oh, no, they they just played yesterday, but he scored. Um, <laughs> so he's he's balling out for Antwerp, and that was in the Champions League. God, yeah. The playoffs. Man, big moment player. But I, I I was so in love with him when we signed him, and, man, I'm so, so sad it didn't work out. But, but I do kind of get what you're saying, just that poacher-esque who can get on the end of a chance in the box mm-hmm. and just finish it. Um, and I also he, think like, yeah, you put him in the box 10 yards away on a through ball. He'll finish it. Like, yeah. I can't believe we're talking about Vincent Jansen right now, but it's a shame that that snake Pochettino didn't Amen. give him, didn't give him his chance because towards the end of that season, his, his season, when he started, he, cause he started getting like a few goals here and there and started yeah. to like really improve. And you could t- see that he was gelling with the team. And then what happened? We signed Lorente and, Laurente, I love the tree, you know, great, great player. Um, but it just <laughs> El Arbolera. The tree. The tree. Yeah. But uh it just felt I felt Jansen was so hard done by. But it is what it is. Yeah, like you know, a foot I, injury or some crap like that. Yeah, but I don't know how much something. I believe of it. I mean I don't know. Fucking snake potch. <sighs> yeah, Jansen had a hat trick um on the eleventh. Man, what a player. What a man. True. Uh, uh are you <laughs> um Madison potentially out for the next two matches? Potentially, I say. Yeah. It looks looks like he's all right, but I don't know if Ange will want to risk him. Kind of I think, do with I Romero. think that's what I saw. Like I think Paul O'Keefe <laughs> tweeted that it was he is he optimistically would like to be back for the game this weekend. But it's just a matter of if Spurs want to risk that, especially with the internationals coming up. Um, I hope but, he doesn't go to I, – I mean, I really hope he's not called up. I think he will be, personally. But I think he deserves it. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of tired of players like – because you just know it's written in the stars. Player science for us, does great, goes to international, gets hurt. Like Because that was the case with, with both Tongi and Gio when they first came in. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they got early injuries. Um, not saying that either of them are like mad, but you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just the, yeah. the, 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 the basis, but I don't know. It's, I kind of feel comfortable though. And I feel like Gio has kind of earned that right. So because if, I, yeah, no, I, no, no. Cause that, no, no, no. I don't, don't want to interrupt and I want to keep, uh, let you keep going. But yeah. Is that who you choose to fill Madison's role? I think so. Yeah, okay. especially because a lot of what we've seen from Madison, I, he's been on that left-hand side. Um, so Gio's left-footed. It would kind of feel yeah, right um, to put him there. Um, and preseason is really tough to go off of because there's so many different factors, you know, the opposition you're playing. But Gio did look good in preseason. You don't... Uh, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised mean... that... <sighs> I, what are you surprised about? Sorry. I'm just surprised that he hasn't even making a cameo. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of my, been my biggest thing. No. And some of the reports are saying that he's not happy and I don't really buy that to be honest. I I saw another report today that was said that report was completely false. So it's, perfect. it's yeah. I don't know. It's, it's that time of the year. Everyone's going to be talking like yeah. agents are saying whatever they can. Yeah. I, the thing about it though, for me, is I want someone that kind of knows the system, and I don't know if Gio knows it enough. That's why I'm gonna 
I'll be devil's advocate. I think I'd be more comfortable starting Kulusevsky in his position mm, and having Solomon show. on the wing. I It just feels like... Decky doesn't feel like a winger. He feels like someone that needs to be played through the middle. I don't know if we'll ever see it. Uh, I, I did think about um, a wild shout would be you move Basuma to the 10. Just wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. And then you move Hoiberg into the six and you don't start Sar. You start Poro. And it, it's it's never going to happen because it's like three new players all in three yeah. different positions. And then you put Royal right back just because Poro kind of fills that spot already hmm. of like what Scar's, Sar's been doing. But I think Sar's kind of earned that spot um, especially for the Bournemouth match, but I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe against Fulham, we'll see something like a little different. I I really yeah. hope we see like Perisic and Solomon up top with maybe Richie still or Dane. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> rotated it's going to be, but it would. Still I, be cool. I I think I think especially with only one game a week. Um. Well, are you? Oh, you're talking about the Fulham match in the cup. Yeah, the um, Carabao. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I would hope that we we go pretty serious. In, in, yeah, me too. At one or both of the cup competitions because playing once a week, no European football, we can do it. And there Fulham we... just sold Mitrovic too, so yep. I feel like yep. fifty million for fucking Crazy. Mitrovic. Crazy. I still wanted him at Spurs. Uh, I thought he would have been fantastic. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think Gio's a good shout, and I think it's the most realistic. I, yeah, I think I think he's gonna. I think it's probably gonna be Gio if. They decide not to risk Madison. Um, but like I said, the the odd thing for me is that he hasn't even made a cameo yet. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I would like to see Solomon get involved more in the game. Um, but I just don't know if Decky is going to come out of that team yet. No. That drag back that Solomon had on Shaw was oh, vile. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Uh, I do think, I do think we'll see Geo against Bournemouth. I think I, I like that. Or you know what? Just give it to Tongi for forty-five minutes and say, "Play for your future, kid." And he'll be like, "Je le quoi?" And did you see the, there? Someone did like a video, um, and it was like all of the Spurs players. They're like, um. I'm trying to say their photo that they took um, of them in the kit um, for like the player screen or whatever. Yeah. Every single person is smiling. Then there's Tongi and he just looks miserable. <laughs> I, I don't understand how it's sad. Yeah, it's... dude. Like PSG wanted him. City wanted him. Bayern wanted him. Juventus. Yeah. Juventus he was like... wanted him and he ended up with us. And he sucks. It just, it's just that applic. It, it's, it's more sad than anything because a player of his talent and ability is like one in a million, yeah. but yet he just doesn't have the application or the the desire to really put in the effort to to do anything with it. Like imagine, imagine Tongi with Kane's work ethic. That would be like one of the best yeah. players we've ever seen. Yeah, really but it's really. just you're not gonna. It's, it, he just doesn't want to do the work. 
Yeah. And I think the thing that's really frustrating for me is that OL, Lyon, had three absolute ballers in Gimaresh, yeah. Paqueta, and, and Dombele. And we end up with the only one who flopped. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Yep. Of course, knowing our luck. But of course. Uh I'm just so glad we won. And I'm glad yeah. in the first top six match, Ange has. I'm glad it was at home first because now we're on the road for like three more matches. But it just felt so good to get a win. I know Man U was not at their best. I think they barely beat Wolves. And they got really lucky with how it ended up. Uh, I think it I, I think it could have been a closer match if Man U puts away a chance. I also, but... I think, I know a lot of people were saying, you know, with the, with the handball rule, I think we got so lucky that that didn't I get agree. called on Romero. I because agree. that could have went any any other game. Like, I would have felt hard done by if I was a Man U fan and, and I saw that. Um, because well, it, but yeah. it's not so much because I'm, I'm mad at the ruling. I'm just mad at the inconsistencies. Yeah, that's um, that's the big thing for me too, the inconsistencies. And yeah. I know the handball rule seems to change every single match. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it really does. And so. and with the penalty, like it's like the handball rule changes every match, and then just the fact of what is and isn't a penalty changes every match. I I mean, Onana clocked two people, and nothing was. I know there's like the whole crap about that. And my favorite part though was Bruno after the match talking about how the referees need to own up to this. And I'm like, mate, last week you said it's it's their season. It's final. Yeah. Uh, I I would have been hard done. I felt hard done by it too. But at the same time, I think, I think Sonny's penalty against Brentford was a little like every single team has borderline. Yeah. I mean, every single team has those, like everyone's going to pick out, well, this should have been a penalty. Well, well, then this should have been a penalty. Okay, well, then this should have been. Like, every single team has yeah. been hard done by. And it's just one of those things that, like, you have to accept, hey, the refs kind of suck. Um, It is what it is. VAR isn't what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It happens. So, I, I will say the, like, did you watch the Arsenal Palace match at all? I did not. I heard, uh, uh, I saw, like, kind of the reports about it, but I didn't actually see um the game. Well, Arsenal's penalty that they got, it looked like Enkedia was like kicking it out of bounds. He was still fouled. So I think it is a penalty. Eze like kind of slalomed his way <laughs> and kind of fell. And on the replay, it looks like Party kind of sticks his foot out. I mean, to be honest, I thought it was fair and I don't think it was a penalty on Party. It's, but it's like, it was so similar to the, Son penalty for Brentford. That's why I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, just make a freaking decision. And I bet yep. if that party penalty is like called on the field, uh, VAR doesn't overturn it. So that's that's the issue for me. I think the refs need to have a very, very like consistent, harsh ruling on what a penalty is, and then VAR can rule it. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Uh anything else on the man you match, my friend? Um I'm trying to think. I I don't think so. I just yeah, watching it back, just really impressed. Um, I'm hoping that we continue in this vein and just I hope our front three starts to gel a little bit more. If it, it felt like a bit better today, I yeah. say today, the Man United match than it was against Brentford. Um, for them, 
especially like you said, Sonny kind of felt like he was getting into his groove a little bit. Decky took some good efforts. Um, he shot yeah, more. He shot yeah, more. Yeah, he did. Which, was which, nice. which, which I was glad to see. Um, there was the one, like, he took a shot that maybe if you put in just a floated cross to Richie, yeah. he might have gotten a head on. But that's here nor there. Um, I th- I think we're going to keep improving. I I hope we do. Yeah. Uh, next up is Bournemouth. Uh, and then after that, it's Fulham in the Cup. And then we go to Burnley uh, on Saturday, September 2nd. So, I mean, a stretch of three games away from home. I think it's going to be tight. I am a little worried about Bournemouth and Burnley, but they feel like winnable games. Honestly, yeah. I'm gonna sound terrible, but I'd take a draw in both. Like it sounds awful, <laughs> uh, but maybe that's the Conte in me that's still uh, thinking about yeah. it that way. Um, transfer window is still open. Believe it or not, we just haven't done shit in the past uh, past bit. There was rumors that Loris was headed to Lazio, and then he rejected it. Uh, Zach, you've been a little vocal about it on Twitter. I mean, I, yeah, of course I want him to leave, but it's like, are you going to leave if your boss says, Hey, here's a two year, two year, uh, contract with our company. I'm going to work you for the first year, but then that second year, I'm not going to put you on any projects, but another company come in, comes in and says, Hey, we want you to come over here. Uh, We've got some projects for you, but we're going to pay you about two thirds of what you're making now. Like, why would you leave? Like, I don't. I think the biggest thing for him, I think one, he just wants first team football and he yeah. wants to be guaranteed of that. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I kind of like, as you alluded to, I had a tweet today about it. Um, it was less to do about, I mean, yeah, I kind of went in on Lazio just because the the kind of fascist background of a lot of their ultras. I get it's not all of their fans, but man, there's some crazy stuff about their ultras yeah uh but um my thing is like people are hounding larice and just saying like get out get out get out and man like i get it it's it's time for him to go but it's the, he's one of the least of my issues like it, i would rather see some of our center backs leave and 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 leave so we can get other targets in hugo going anywhere or not isn't holding up our transfers because I don't think he's going to be included in the squad anyway. I saw that thing like, Oh, maybe he'll stay at Spurs. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if anything, we get to like the last few days of the window, Hugo doesn't have um, a club or anything like that. I think he might be one of the contracts that we do just end up ripping up just to allow him to have more flexibility to where he wants to go. Yeah. So even though the report said, Oh, he might stay at Spurs. I don't see it happening. He hasn't been included in almost any of the trainings that we've seen. I think he's I'm not not that he's purposely being, but I, I haven't seen him with the first team at all. Mm-hmm. Um For, Forrester's been on the bench and then um yeah, I just I I think Hugo has no future here at Spurs. I think that's well known by everyone involved yeah. in the scenario. So it's not really a, a problem for me. Someone I also like was talking about, well, you know, his wages are kind of holding us up. And it's like, we make so much money. Like, I don't think people realize how much that we are, we bring in. Yes, Hugo's on huge wages, but I don't think that's crippling us in terms of getting in other signings. Like 
we have to get center backs out the door. That's that's the priority right now. Yeah, and I think Paul O'Keefe said like we could spend three hundred fifty million and still yeah. be within financial fair play. Yeah, we're it's fine like, with money. We're fine. Yeah. Also, it's not your money, so suck it up. <laughs> uh, speaking of not your money, uh, two rumors going around are uh, gift Orban for thirty million pounds, and I've only seen YouTube compilations of him. I think he's the greatest striker ever to exist. <laughs> And he's going to be a baller, but I, I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know if I had my choice between gift Orban and the player I'm going to mention next, Brennan fricking Johnson for 40 to 50 million. I think I know who I'm picking, but I don't know. Something about Brennan Johnson intrigues me a little bit. Once again, not my money, but 50 million for that kid would kill me i think that's where i'm at um i think if Ange wants him clearly there's something he sees um in there that he could probably exploit and use um, but the biggest thing for me is the price tag um 50 million for him feels way over budget um if he was more so around the 25 30 mark yeah sure bring him in but and I, I don't like, does he play? Is he a striker? Is he on the wing? He both. kind of swaps both. between both, right? Yeah. yeah. I think um, the the front three of like Awoni, Gibbs, White. Yeah. Kind of, They're all kind of interchange. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know he's quick as hell, but he just, and he was a monster in the championship. It's the reason he's one of the big reasons that they came up. Yeah. Um, But it's tough for anyone in the Premier League, um, and he wasn't the greatest last year. Um, is that is that down to team though? That's but that's the... kind of, that's kind of ah, where I'm yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and now, you know, Forest had their first year in the Prem. They stayed up. Now we're kind of seeing like, I think they're putting up a little bit more of a fight. You know, Awioni is coming into his own. I wonder if John, you know, Brennan is to stay there if he would start to step up a bit more i don't know yeah um but i'm kind of at the point where you know if it it sounds so easy to just it's a throwaway statement but fans wants him sure um yeah but i just kind of wonder like because we have brian hill coming back um and so and i think brian hill is going to be great for the kind of football Ange wants to play um, you know, he's him, that tricky. Yeah, him tricky. and Solomon on the wing. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. That might be the shortest. Probably, but if we want tricky wingers who have oh, pace yeah. and can beat a man one-on-one, those are the two. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of weird to see. I guess if Johnson comes in, he would be that backup striker, but I, see, I, I don't, don't know. I don't are know. you spending 50 million on a backup striker? I mean, we spent 60. I mean, on we Richie. spent 60 on Richie. Yeah. yeah so I will say I though, the, the 50 million mark, that's high. But yeah. that being said, I think you throw um 25 million Spence and someone else, maybe Spence mm-hmm. and like Sanchez or Dyer. Like that's kind of, I think Spence definitely goes with it. It's a sad, happens. sad, sad state of affairs. But yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out for him here. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he was 
that's another Daniel Levy purchase, uh, apparently. Yes, but well, I think Paratici was also really big on him. Um, I mean, he was great. He was he was yeah. absolutely great. Um, and and on paper, it looked like for the football Conte wanted to play at the time, he would have ticked all the boxes. But yeah, yeah. I, but then again, not to downplay him because he's had a great career, but. Conte's talent ID, I think, has to be taken into consideration a little bit. I mean, Suma, didn't, didn't want to play Basuma, barely played Sar. Turned down Madison. We could have had Madison last summer. Yeah, but that would have been like seventy million, and we got it for a steal. Sure, I know. Sure, I'm joking. I'm joking. but yeah, yeah. But he like we were ready to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, and twenty eight million. Conte, Conte, Conte said no. Twenty-eight million in winks we got Madison for. That's that's crazy. Absolutely. When it's, when you see the money that's like being spent on like well not being spent because he's not gonna gonna go anywhere now but like Paqueta, like oh. talented player kind of in that similar vein but I don't think he's to the level of Madison and City we're gonna spend what like eighty ninety or something like that like crazy money. No, crazy. it's an it's absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm just trying to see Lester's results right now. Cause I, I, man, I love Winks. I'd love to see him back in the prime. I, I would too. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. They're undefeated. Um, they are undefeated right now. You think they're coming right back up? Yeah. I think they shoot right back up. I, I, I mean, think they do too. Looking at the table. Oh, it's Ipswich and them at the top. Damn. <laughs> but I kind of uh, like, I kind of like seeing, you know, it's probably, it's probably likely that them in Southampton, you know, pop right back up, you know, being, the former long-term Prem teams, but like having a team like Luton in the Prem is just, there's something heartwarming. It's just fun. It's like, jokes, I, I'm, man. I it, love it, it. it would be so funny. And I, I kind of, in our last pod, I, we had our hot takes and hot man, takes. I said, I said, Luton are going to stay up. I do. I, I, it would be fun to see. I think it would be fun to see. It would be great if they beat Chelsea on Friday. Like it'd be absolutely fantastic. Oh my god! I just did you see Yan Vertonghen's liked tweet? It was beautiful. I for those who don't, Yan Vertonghen was one of, if not my favorite players um, for Spurs, as I'm sure he was for many other people. Um, but like for the longest time, even on my profile, like like I when I was kind of a little bit more into the, like the whole football Twitter. Yeah, 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 role like I had Yan Vertonghen um, as as like my profile photo, and uh, yeah, and I saw him like a tweet, and I don't know if he's unliked it since because it got so much coverage. Yeah, um, I think he has, but he liked a tweet where it was like, Poch is getting taken to school by ten men West Ham, yeah. um, and there was like laughing faces, and Yan liked it, and it's just oh, it's so funny, man. I I love Yan. I was on a eight hour car ride with my friend uh, and my drummer in my band, who's a massive Chelsea fan. And <laughs> we had both gotten bonus bets from FanDuel for $100 okay. each. And so we paired it with Brighton to win and Chelsea to win. We would have pocketed about 400 bucks. <laughs> and watching Enzo Fernandez miss that penalty made me so glad that it was a bonus bet and nothing yeah. I'd actually put money on. Yeah. But that being said, I don't know how to put it into words, how funny 
and how happy it would make me if Pochettino was sacked at Chelsea. Oh my this god. Yep. Yeah. Uh likewise. Yeah, it it and it's it's just one of those things. One like you want to go to our rivals, they given their track record with managers, you're spending all this stupid money on players that quite frankly you don't need. No. Um their their recruitment is just off the wall. Um, yeah, well, if it if it were to just go downhill for him, uh, like, thanks for the memories, but <laughs> I would laugh all I would laugh all day. So the athletic, uh, this is not a sponsorship by the athletic, but I subscribed to them a few months ago because I think they're a great organization. Uh, they're actually also in one of my song lyrics for my band, Jean Claude Nia Claire's. Thank you so much. Uh, but <laughs> the the athletic talked about in an article how. Chelsea's yes, they're spending a lot of money and it's of course over the lifetime of the contract or duration of the contract that that money is being paid out. But that being said, next year when it rolls around, they're going to of course owe more transfer fees. If they don't have Europe, like that's, Mm. that's really risky. And so the athletic talks about if they don't have Europe for at least like the next three years, it it's going to look really bad. And <laughs> do you see them finishing above Man City, Arsenal, uh, Brighton? Not at like, this rate. Not no. at this rate. I don't see them finishing above us, to be honest. I think them and Man U will be great. I don't see them above Newcastle. Like it's, it's I have I, to say, I. it's going to be tough, yeah. I deserve. I this is great. I I feel like I deserve. Like I The thing the thing is though <clears throat> I kind like when we did our predictions last week, I I kind of I think I had them and around like 5th or something cuz I feel like once this European football starts for like the, the likes of Newcastle and Villa yeah. um and Brighton and all them, I think I think those teams haven't dealt with European football. No before in in, i mean obviously here and there um but i i think it's kind of being under underrated the not underrated but understated like the effects that that has on a squad and your underestimated underestimated yeah yeah there we go um like that those midweek games it makes it hard to to bring out a full squad both midweek and the Premier League and with the yeah. Premier League constantly 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 raising the quality um with the stupid amount of money that each team is bringing in and buying crazy players um yeah i i could see all three of those teams um dropping points uh especially i think villa um oh but, yeah yeah it's no, I agree. So, and I, th- I think that's kind of where us and Chelsea are kind of at a bit of an advantage. If, if Chelsea are able to get it figured out um, without midweek football, you know, maybe they can do something. Um, we'll see. It's going to be tough because they don't, they don't, they don't look the best. No, they don't, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> no, you think Poch I... is on an inside job. You know, no, maybe he loves us so much. Then no, he's gonna if, get those bastards relegated. <laughs> if it all goes tits up, then Potch will be like, uh, there's only one Tottenham Hotspur, and he'll walk out or something like that. <laughs> God, but I don't that, think that would be the only thing he could do that that could win me back over. 
Um, oh yeah. He, he just writes on their chalkboard the day that he is, he is sacked like he did us. And he said, come on, you fucking spurs. Or oh, something that'd be like that. great. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> cool. He won't do it. No, um, he won't. But no. But. Uh, well, I, I really don't have any more questions except for one. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. No, uh, big match against Bournemouth coming up. Transfer yeah. window ends in oh, Jesus nine days, oh, and God. I want to throw this out. Realistically, I see us maybe bringing in one more player, just one. Hypothetically, if squad registrations aside, homegrown aside, and we're able to get rid of the right players. You could bring in one player right now, realistically, of course, for any amount of money. Who are you bringing in? Ooh, um, a realistic choice for any amount of money. Who am I bringing in? Mm. I mean, it's between two positions for me. Um, Mm -hmm. it's between center back and striker. Um, but I think I think the biggest hole in our first eleven right now. Um, I love Richie. I'm willing to give him the time. But I think if we were to get an an elite striker in, um, that I think that's where I would go. In terms of who, you know, realistic wise, probably Gift Orban is like the choice we've talked about so much. Yeah. But if I can spend whatever, and I don't know. It it's it's tough because I I don't know. I don't know. I I think I would want to splash it out on a striker. I think Gift Orban is the name that we're seeing being linked the most. I just wonder if he's too unproven. Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of it kind of leads me to think like you know maybe someone who's a bit more a bit more proven could really elevate us. I, I don't I don't watch Syria all that much. I saw more links around Lissandro, not Lissandro. Um, what's the striker? Martinez. Um, uh, Lautaro. Lautaro. Um, I don't know how he would work. I don't know if he. It's <clears throat> a player who looks like leaving or anything. I just think a, a proven striker, I think, is really where we're missing. Um, yeah. But I, I would like to bring in another center back too. But I think Van de Ven and Romero, if they can stay fit, oh, they're they're going to be great. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think I think the problem with bringing in like Orban is that it doesn't push Richie enough. I don't know. Yeah, and there's going to be that adaptation period, and it's like, okay, well, where's the like? Valise is nineteen, and he's and has clearly said like he's not going to be ready until like the second half of the season. Yeah. Orban's 20, like, like they're both young, highly rated. I mean, Orban's proven himself a bit more, I would say, um, but I don't know how big that gap is. I don't really watch either. I don't watch the the Belgian league. Um, So I don't know. Everyone's saying Orban's (laughs) going to be the next big thing, and that's fantastic, but I wonder if we need someone just a little bit more proven for the right now. And hey, if Richie is able to step up, like let's say he scores twice in our next game, okay, great, he can do it. Let's let's push on, bring yeah. in someone younger as an understudy. Wait, but I just worry just if he's not it. able to do it. Yeah, sorry, that was a I don't know an ad popped up on my screen. 
It, what did it say? It said like late night time to do it. And I was like, it was, it was something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I, I do think, yeah, striker was my thought as well. Um, But I love the idea. Like what I like about Brennan Johnson is that he you're, can't you're really play. warming up. You're really warming up. To it, this no, 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 no. It's not that I've warmed up to him. I just think if you want someone like he feels like a cheap option that kind of does multiple things. So it doesn't really work in my opinion. Uh, but I like the idea of someone that can play on the wing and up top. I think what I love about Orban is that he's pacey and where Celtic really, really thrived under pasta Coglu is when they're possessing outside the 18 kind of like a shell almost. And they're able to work it and work and work it. And then eventually find that like line breaking pass just, Mm-hmm. Right behind, like spinning one of the defenders. Yeah. And uh Kyogo's on the end of it, finishing it. Or it goes to the wing, cross in, Kyogo's there. I don't if he can stay healthy, I think Ansu Fati from Barcelona would really like give us a new dynamic. And and, and that would allow Sun to probably be in that more central role as well, you know, to maybe be on the end of some of those chances because I think Fati's what more of a left winger anyway. He's he could both. probably yeah, can, that's can the play thing. anywhere, but yeah. And I'd love to see something where uh first 20 minutes of a match, Fati's through the middle. And then I don't know, maybe 20 minutes later you put Sun through the middle and just kind of mix it up depending on like their right back situation. I don't know. But I think Fati would be a really good shout. Uh I you're gonna hate this, but if we could do like Lacelso and some money. Like for Fati, I know Zach's like, what the hell? I'm a big Lacelso fan. I know, and I like Lacelso too. But I, I think that would be that I'd be happy with that yeah. at the end of the day. But I mean, I, I don't know. I think we bring in one more. We need some outgoings quickly. Yeah. And the more we, the cl- the closer we get to the thirty first, without any outgoings makes me yearn for September 1st, 8 a.m. club statement, picture of the cockerel, and it's just Tottenham Hotspur can announce that bam, 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 have been left the club, have left the club by mutual consent. Yeah. Like to me, that would be ideal. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think we have the guts. Uh, Dyer hasn't been named on the bench for either match, right? I don't think so. No. No, he was in the stands. I think with Delhi. Yeah, he for... was with he was Delhi for the home game. And yeah. I don't think he, he wasn't on the bench for Brentford. No. So I mean, I think I it's kind of nice. I think Dyer's done, and li- I mean, listen, I can give as much crap as I want about Dyer's like playing ability, but he comes across off the pitch as someone that it seems like a good guy. Yeah, but wants to be like a leader and such. Uh, it made the rounds the other day, but the Dave Portnoy video where Dyer says, yes. oh, yeah, we never win anything. That right there should have been the nail in the coffin. You think like, for his Spurs career? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I like I don't know. And maybe maybe it's the Dyer apologist in me coming out again. Like we've all laughed at Spurs being bottle job trophy yeah 
Yeah. But I guess it guess none of us are players. Do you want some do you want someone that's worn the armband to be like, oh yeah, we, we can't win shit? Do you think the general from Lord of the Rings, Helms Deep, is like, yo, we're screwed? No. He's like, yo, archers, get to the front. And that's what I respect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those moments like for me, it kind of came across like, oh, we're all human at the end of the day. Like, it, of course, like football is their lives, but does it have to be like a serious matter 24 seven? Like, yeah, you know, be That's personally fair. offended when someone brings up the fact that you haven't won trophies. Like, I don't know. And well, it's just, I mean, Kane, Kane was with him when that happened. I mean, what do you think Kane yeah. thought when he probably agreed? I mean, like, I, I don't know. They're, yeah. I, I think they all probably agreed and then we're off to rate some pizza, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I just feel like a lot's being made out of that clip and I, I don't really, if, I, I didn't, I didn't really think too much of it. And I, I saw Alistair Gold did an interview with um, Dyer and like the second half of it came out and he said like, yeah, I pay zero attention to social media. Like I don't check it or really? anything like that. And I'm like, Part of me was like, man, good on you because holy shit, like you get crucified on here, man. Like, oh, yeah. And I just on after the Barcelona. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like any of the games like where he's if he if he would have checked social media to just see what it's like. It's good for his mental health that he doesn't because he's just he's kind of like the scapegoat. And you know it's it's fair. He's, he hasn't been good, so I totally understand it. I just feel like sometimes it, especially in his case, and it's the case with a lot of players, like especially the scapegoats, it just gets taken yeah. to a personal level as opposed to, oh hey mate, you're not good enough. Um, some people are just really vile in the things that they say, and it's just it's kind of especially when we talk about all the mental health stuff that like Deli Alley and all these other players have like spoken up about and. People yeah. are like, oh, man, you know, we really need to take into consideration players' mental health a lot more. But then to just kind of turn around and spew, like, vitriol at, like, one of our own players, I don't know. That's kind of where, like, do I want Dyer to be our starting center back? No. Do I think it's probably best if he's going to leave – if he leaves the club? Yeah. Am I going to tag him in post or or tweet at him, like, hey, fuck off. Like, you shouldn't be here, you cunt. Mm-hmm. No, because, like, it's just – at the end of the day, we're all human. They're doing a job. And I, I get it. We all get wrapped up and so heavily involved in football. And that's, it's great. But it's just, especially with some of the things that we've seen players come out and speak about, I think we all just kind of have to think twice about some of the stuff that we put out, especially on social media. Yeah. I think the tagging, I think that's, that's kind of where I, it really, too it, far. Yeah. 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 I now I, I'll be I'll, I'll be the first to say like I, I I mean I'm not I'm not trying to speak from a high place I know I've definitely my emotions have caught up to me There's some things I've definitely said about Lucas Mora on social media that I probably shouldn't have, um, but you know he, he's got some questionable stuff so I mean it's not like Dyer's yeah. going out and being like man I support this political yeah. party yeah. I don't know yeah <laughs> but. You know, and so I'm not trying to preach to anyone who's like listening, be like, oh, you, you think you're better than anyone. It's just I'm just trying to as I'm growing and maturing. I, and I think we all should, in, especially going forward on social media, just 
be mindful of the things that we see because you'll see random players like random tweets all the time. So it's like, yeah, oh shit. Like even tweets that they aren't tagged in. Like, like you saw that one Yan liked of Pochettino getting beat. It's like, oh, Yan actually is like scrolling on here, looking at stuff. Like yeah. how many other players do that? How many players see all these things that are said about them? So there's my Eric Dyer uh, defense league rant. Um, yeah, that's, that, no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> It's just a shame that that's how you want to end the podcast, but it's fine. I know, I know. I no, wish, I wish our viewers could just, could just see the the art that's behind us and just kind of yeah, I know. live in the moment and see. The thing for, for me is like, do I move? Man, editing wise, could I move the dire stuff to the front of the podcast? Do you want to really begin with that? No, you want to close no, with it? Ugh, no, I don't know. It's, just it's, scrap it. <laughs> I'll just cut like forty minutes. No, I'm just, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, big match coming up at uh, Bournemouth. Um, I, Bournemouth have some crazy injuries. Uh, yeah, and so I think that's be... that's really good for us because. Oh yeah, I I think I think with their new manager, not saying that they're going to be like the next best thing, but I do think they're they're kind of changing their approach and are going to be playing a lot more, a lot better football going forward. Yeah. Well, I and mean Gary O'Neill. I thought Gary O'Neill was th- great. Yeah, I thought Gary O'Neill was great too. Um, but I just think. I'm just glad Alex Scott is not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know we, we all, we all here at the pod. We're like pushing big for Alex Scott. So. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, Yeah. Big match coming up. Hopefully we can win. We'll probably come back to you all after the Fulham match next Tuesday, maybe that like Wednesday or something like that. Or Tuesday night we do a recording, double recording, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, thanks for, joining us for this albeit unorthodox podcast uh zach do you have anything you want to end with um big Ange, if you're listening i love you that's fair <laughs> yeah no uh we'll talk to you all later uh up the spurs and uh let's get some uh let's get some wins in the back You've been listening to the Up the Spurs podcast with Cooper, Zach, and Ian. You can find us at Up the Spurs Pod on Twitter. We are not anywhere else besides Twitter. Uh, you can find Ian at Ian underscore Arch, Zach at the THFC, and Cooper at an American Spur. Thanks for listening. Music by Jean Claude and the Eclairs. As always, Up the Spurs. <laughs>